Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up. And on this episode, we are crossing borders and visiting our neighbor, Nepal. Nepal's lockdown has probably been even tougher than the one India is going through. And that's saying something. Now, amongst all the volunteers and NGOs and organizations that have hit the ground to do all that they can to help and support those who need it the most, there's Metal for Nepal. This is a not-for-profit organization which aims to bring the global metal and arts communities together to tackle the humanitarian crisis caused by COVID-19. No one should be forced to die of hunger and thirst. That's their motto and their mission statement as such. This group is providing basic need supplies to migrant workers stranded at the Indian border with no access to food and water and to supply food, water and other necessities to laborers and daily wages within Nepal itself. And I must mention this here, anyone can help their cause. Visit metalfornepal.org, that's metalfornepal.org for more details. All of this largely is a brainchild of the members and friends of the band Underside who hail from Kathmandu, Nepal. They've already done a lot for the local community and the local scene and all of that is besides their life as a band. So really going beyond their roles as musicians and heavy metal fans, right Peter? Yeah man, I totally, uh, when I came across this um, thing that they're doing and uh, yeah, I, I knew we had to do something and feature them and you know, yeah, spread the word about what they're doing. So today we are talking to Undersides frontman Avishek KC about Metal for Nepal, Metal in Nepal, all things Underside, and we've also asked him to play DJ and showcase some of the metal that Nepal is producing. It's a freewheeling chat. Here we go. Hi Avishek, thanks for taking some time out to talk to us. And yeah, we are almost a month late, but uh, belated happy birthday. Oh, thank you, man. That's very nice. I'm uh, glad to be here and sorry for like bailing on you last time. I had a hey, thing, but okay. I'm, I'm happy to that's talk okay. to you. Life thank happens. You, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's begin this chat with uh, Metal for Nepal and, you know, all the efforts going towards helping yeah. the society during this time of the pandemic induced lockdown. Um, yes. How's it going? Can you give us a sort of an update as to what's happened? Uh, and what's going to continue to happen at the moment? Yeah, so uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, where it came from, Metal for Nepal. So Metal for Nepal was an initiation that was started in 2015 when we had the big earthquake. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. And um, I was in London for a gig at that time with Underside. And the rest of the boys had gone home, but I was still there for like a few I was there. I was supposed to be there for like, 10 days extra just to go around with my manager uh, and my good friend flower. And unfortunately on the second day, the guys got back home. There was just massive earthquake and everything was like hell and going to the whole world was going crazy for us. And then we were just locked up in our house thinking what to do. And uh, so our friends in Switzerland, so we started like this small fundraiser from our Facebook page from on the side. And then our friends from Switzerland, they started uh, a charity called No Silence for Nepal. And Randy is a vocalist for this band called, uh, he started Metal for Nepal, Randy Scala. Awesome dude. And uh, sorry, Voice of Ruin. That's just, I just, Voice of Ruin is his name. And we, we've toured with them as well. So Randy from Voice of Ruin started Metal for Nepal as an open petition for any band to do the gig anywhere in the world and like contribute anything from their side. So it's not like something anyone owns. 
it's like a free concept. So they were like bands from Boston doing shows and like sending money bands from Brazil doing shows, bands from Japan doing shows. And then like we had the final one in Nepal with like uh, instead of Silence Festival with Demonic Resurrection from India uh, headlined one of the stages. And we had a Metal for Nepal band which was made up of Zygnema and demonic and undying and uh yeah i'm like from everyone from this they're all friends right all the guys in, yeah, from the indians yeah. were there we thought it wouldn't make sense to spend so much money on bringing any band from abroad we'd rather just like approach our friends from india like come over and like we'll put on the biggest show that'll ever happen between a nepal india thing you know like because i don't think it'll ever happen again like no one will be able to bring seven indian bands or and have another 10 nepali bands together in the same festival so yeah that's metal for nepal and again this time after the pandemic um like i said we went on lockdown really early um first like two weeks before you guys i think it was like fifth or sixth of march wow we had one case and the lockdown was fucking intense like people would not step outside their houses and so for the first two weeks, it was fine. For the first month, it was fine. Then it was two months and then it was three months. And slowly, all these people, then the thing hit India, right? And it hit the Gulf countries. And all these people who were working in India and Gulf countries, we have a lot of people, like five, six million of the youth who work, like, who are in the wage working industry in all these countries who work in the low-level jobs like in, in India or in the Gulf countries, mostly. I mean, there are people who work in the nice sectors as well, but mostly. So these people, they lost their jobs. They don't have a place to stay. So they all want to come back home. And all these countries have already been affected by COVID. So they are coming in and in the border, they just stop. So they're like stuck in no man's land without food, without water. They have money. They want to buy food, but there's nothing open. So the government has been ridiculously, insanely stupid over this whole shit. They have nothing in control. And some people, like this, this girl called Maggie, one of our partners, one of the charity partners called Blinkorg. So she starts, she's, she actually has um, races, has this orphanage with like 40, 50 kids that she looks after. Mm-hmm. I think she's uh, Canadian. And uh, mm-hmm. so she just goes to the border and starts posting videos up. And, and we, everyone is like, fuck, this is insane. People haven't eaten for three days. People with kids haven't eaten for three days. Pregnant mothers haven't eaten for three days. COVID is okay. nothing. This is the real problem. Yeah. And the government doesn't have ha- control on anything. There's still more corruption, more money is missing. So, and, and we were like, dude, we got to do something again. Like, we were like, well, should we do a fundraiser or what? And then like me and our manager and the whole band, our guitarist, we all talked and we're like, we're going to bring Metal for Nepal back. So we started the website again. We started the donations, the one, like we just send it out internally for quite a bit. And we're able to raise quite a good amount of money, like to start with like almost $15,000 before we actually went out public. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's pretty cool, and we've. I think we've raised another five, ten thousand dollars already. There's like tattoo artists, so we have now like John is this amazing tattoo artist from Kathmandu, so he's taking care of the art section where you can buy arts, and we have merch. And uh, there are like big tattoo artists like Mike Darcy. He uh, auctioned his art yesterday for like twenty two hundred dollars. He raised that in one day. So yeah, and with that money, we have been. Uh, I have quite a few uh, updates on what we have done so far. Like, so uh, we're, we're basically working in the border near the, uh, near the Indian belt 
the south south side. So we we, have, we worked with this uh, community called Chepang. They are like uh, I don't know if you know they're, they're like a very underprivileged community. Yeah. So um, so we went there for like almost uh, 150 families with four or 500 people with food for 45 days, food and supplies for 45 days. That was like our first project. And um, on the second one, we went to, we're doing a feeding project in a place called Dhanusha, where we are feeding people two hot meals, which is also currently being hit very badly by the flood, the monsoon flood. So uh, all, around like 800 people every day are, are being served two, two meals from our site for like the next 15 days. Two hot meals, they cook it there and they serve them the food, not, not raw materials. And then for Blink or the Maggie, we almost, uh, I think we gave her like 6 lakh, 30,000 Nepali rupees. We donated her in cash with because she was doing a lot of things like quarantine camps and this. And we're not sure how to do that. And also we're, uh, we're working in the city for wage workers, daily wage workers, like people who drive rickshaws or who write, who, you, you, know, who, you know what I mean, yeah, right? Like, yeah, completely. Same thing, like yeah. People, if you don't have money, job for 10 days, they'd start starving. So we're just like look, working with our local um, him volunteer group called Himalayan volunteer, Yellow House Volunteers. And they are locating where these problems are happening and we're going there and my guitarist and our manager, everyone, we've all been trying to be there ourselves personally. So yeah, those are like almost five, six of the projects we've done so far. And we have more lined up coming forth. It's the same thing. We're just going to look at where this crisis goes and just like try to do what we can from our side. So yeah, that's that's like, fantastic that you guys are doing this. Um, Thank you. What do you think the reality of the situation is at the moment? Uh, I mean, there's one side of the story that the media is telling us from uh, of both of how India is reacting to this crisis, of how India is dealing with this crisis. But we really, at the moment, for most Indians, we don't know what the real picture is like in Nepal. Uh, can you just help us paint what the reality of the situation is at the moment? Yeah, the reality of the situation is like, it's actually really fucked up, to be honest. The cases are rising every day and we don't even know if the stats are real. We, okay. we can't trust the government at all like after what we've seen at the border like they were letting their people die and they just let more than hundreds of people were just living across indian border for like a month and they were being fed by the people at the border on the indian side just because they they felt the sympathy and pity for them they didn't even let their people they had no plan of action and there's a whole new revolution going on in the city in our capital where people i know which even i'm a been supporting and have been a part of that movement in a small kind of way. You know, I've been supporting these guys, this, this dude called E. So he doesn't, he quit his name, his home. And so he started this campaign called enough is enough. And just in a call for a better response to COVID to the government. So he was, he didn't eat or anything. He was on a Satyagra, like a hunger strike for almost 10 days before he was hospitalized. Okay him the whole thing is like and then we are we're having strikes we're having we're going to protest and that is the reality we are asking people and we know that that is even dangerous like to go to a protest right now that's people must think you're fucking dumb but you know that when it's gonna come it's gonna come for your mother your brother your friends and your and and, and everyone you love and your neighbors so 
if you don't do this now for and these all for all these people dying in the border as well so yeah man a lot of shit going down and they actually met with the, these guys who did the the whole hunger strike thing and it was now they started again from today because the government signed a contract like an agreement saying they would follow up to all these things in seven days but they did shit nothing so this guy is back on the street again and it's like a relay so even my girlfriend was in the last last one she stayed there hung for the, on the hunger strike for like 10 days so even i'm i'm posting about it all the time and like every all the youth are in it it's the first time that the uh urban and like middle class people have actually come out up to you know talk about this talk about politics or be which usually is not the case in countries like ours i guess and yeah that's that's the reality of it fucked okay yeah i really don't know what else to add to that yeah yeah you know i must say i mean honestly that's one of the main reasons i wanted to get you on the show is that you yeah. know you guys are doing such tremendous work and it must be you know the word must spread but oh, how do you, people like you know outside nepal really help out i mean that's it would be great if you can tell us that yeah people outside nepal they can just uh first thing the best thing would be to if you could donate anything and i understand that people must be going dry because the, the everyone has been hit it's not like the earthquake time where nepal was only hit so i get we totally get that if you can then go to the website and support or if you if you don't have money to just donate you can buy a merch art or anything even if you can't do that just spread the word maybe share it with someone who can and that is the best thing you can do is cuz i know this thing the hunger is going to kill us i think before the, the 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 virus does so we really need all the support we can get from outside yeah 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 completely and like spreading the word is just one of the smallest things that i think all of us can do but it definitely yeah helps. but it it matters a lot i think like one one like one person speaking out 10 people would hear it so even that creates a ripple effect and if from that pool five people donate that makes a difference to a family of five here for 45 days to exactly. survive yeah you know yeah, yeah. so pretty- on that note and you know considering this is hans up uh, on a completely fanboy front how cool was it to have gene hoglin and alex kolnick uh, amongst the global metal press just helping you guys spread the word oh yeah man those guys are the sweetest like they just came to nepal right they they're the last ones to from the last talents festival and gene Jesus sweetheart like i mean i was hanging out with alex the whole time cuz i was taking like alex was with me in my car the whole time we were talking about everything and but gene like he came out of nowhere he landed the second day and he was like our drummer nishant couldn't make it because of the whole thing going down in east during that time right yeah. and yeah. um and gene this was, was like, around december december yeah. last year right yeah. yeah and so and gene was like i'll play i was like what what the fuck so like this is like a few hours before the show and he's like i got to sleep for a while and so he goes to sleep and wakes up and listen to the music and then he's like just like playing it out so we thought oh fuck this is going to be and then then jean could tells me like dude i've never been this nervous in my life i'm like fuck thank you for that man that's not going to help me you're jean fucking ugly <laughs> man and then we, we didn't know that he was going to cover we didn't really know he told our manager when he met them in london and that he was going to cover some of the songs he really liked them and then they talked about the whole metal for nepal thing and they wanted to release for that it was it was we were like we didn't have any words it was like nothing but more but 
than grateful and thankful for doing that. They're lovely human beings. It's like yeah, really done. And yeah, those videos that they just released, uh, I think around a couple of weeks back, they've done a lot for you guys. Oh yeah, definitely the whole band. They've been all, everyone's been sharing, everyone's been talking about it. And these guys uh, and all the bands that we actually, you know, have had yeah, over. That's the thing. It's not just them. They just happen to be yeah. the biggest faces, I'm guessing. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. everyone's like, like, yeah, we're talking about it. I'm grateful that you invited me here. Like, yeah, like you're a friend of a friend. I haven't met you in person, but like, I know we're, we have a good bond with the Indian metal scene. We have people who've come to our shows when we go to India. And it's like, it's, it's the closest thing to home for us to play. And like, you know, so every, everything, every, every little bit matters. And it's really cool that people support our just supportive and... Yeah, you know, another person Thanks. who actually did a video is a friend of Horns Up, as we call them now, uh, Sahil okay. Makija, a.k.a. the Demon Stealer. Oh, yeah, so, man. He, he's the best. He's the, he's the sweetest guy, you know, Sahil for me. Yeah. I mean, like, Sahil has a badass name called Demon Stealer, but he <laughs> should be like a heart stealer or something. Sahil is a sweet guy. Yeah, he is a that's what he does with his cooking show. Steals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a genuinely nice guy. I like Sahil, man. He's a really cool, cool dude. I'm like, although we have a lot of good friends from the Mumbai scene. The Gutslit the guts guys are fucking great. We just met them last time in NH7. That was the last show we played before everything went to hell. And it was a fun show. True. All right. So, um, you know, let's, let's shift course a little bit. I want to talk about metal in Nepal. Um, okay. I read this article on the Guardian that painted a picture of the metal culture in Nepal, you know, um, yeah. being in India, we've kind of had a similar narrative from Western media. They don't really yeah. expect to see metal exist in a poor third world country of sorts. And True. then they seem to be amazed by, you know, all that we do to, just to get some metal going, whether it be uh, constructing bamboo stages or whether it yeah. be, getting any yeah. kind of speakers and making sure that they're distorting, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But there's a quote in that article, and I'm sure you would have read it too. It says, being a metalhead requires a level of commitment unknown in the West. Um, my question to you is, Abhishek, how true or realistic is that quote for people in Nepal, for metalheads in Nepal? Oh, I think that is true because we don't get it that easy. I think you guys would relate to that as well. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, but I think we're even further behind in terms of scene or management or like the growth or the business side, just because we're a small country. And like, you know, the first thing, the social stigma has always been there. You're always going to be the guy stared at, looked at. The, your mom's always going to be your parents, your, your relatives, because that's the world we live in, that the social factor is always there and then there's the political factor the police hates you everyone like you're the prime target you're like oh, it's almost like a black guy in not trump administration you know being blamed for like any any crime like True. yeah, True. yeah. Are, uh, we, we're always like, the troublemakers yeah we, we, we always are seen as that seen as the and yeah and even not just that and if 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 it's more than that to you if it's more than that then you are as a fan you would be investing money you would be investing your time to, to go out of the house, to go and support and see this band, which who might not even sound the best that the kind of music that you listen to, whose sound system might be a little shitty, the venue might be, but you're there to support the scene. You know what I mean? It's not 
a okay perfect all the time because we might not have everything but you still do that you still make that effort as a fan and as a band you make so many choices i think that you make everywhere in the world but especially here you don't make money doing part-time jobs that help you buy a, a gibson or less uh, you know a less ball or a stratocaster or a fucking whatever guitar in like two months so that doesn't happen so i think there is a extra level of commitment not that i'm trying to tell that the metalheads anywhere else in the world gets get it easier but i think it's definitely tougher in our part of the world amen i completely attest to that you know i know this is a very open question but yeah. how strong is the metal scene in nepal at the moment the metal scene i think it is the strongest it has been ever not right now not with the covid thing but just before this like okay it, it, it's it's big man now it's like surprisingly we play a show a venue of uh the last show we played in nepal as a solo show was with adler and the one before that was also in the same venue we sold out like 800 tickets to a venue just in kathmandu and then we go to another city we sell out 5 600 another city 4 500 5 so it's like and this is a country of only 30 million population that's like we're that's like very, honestly the numbers that you gave that makes it better than bombay yeah it was like even i know that cuz like when we in undying toured in india i could see because i remember what it was like back when i was in high school in bangalore the, i think the indian metal scene had a lot more crowd back then definitely the quality and all the equipments and everything venues got fancier and got like more booking agents it got more professional but i think somehow the the number of crowd did decrease in india i don't know if i'm right i don't know if you will agree with me or not because even when i, I met hail for the first time i went to see him in a strawberry fields that's why i saw him like i was a guy with a demon burger hoodie i i always tell him this story like that's how we met sail you don't remember i bought your cd or poster and took it back home and they were like almost 1500 2000 people in that show and then like and then the last show we did the i think the best night was in bangalore it was like 300 people 350 people humming tree and delhi 200 250 we haven't done mumbai in longest time i uh, we somehow never managed to get there and but yeah i think uh, yeah in nepal it's pretty crazy man there are a lot of bands there's a grunge scene there is a punk scene there is a death scene there is a hardcore scene yeah it's really it's really ripping up right now it's really coming up i think okay. we have a really good scene for a small and such a poor and underdeveloped country and such a factor place we have a lot of music that goes around i think there is a big culture of live bands that play every night even for covers like we have streets and areas in every city that's full of bands like 100 bands playing every night so all these places can be turned into venues maybe not the best technically and all that kind of shit but like definitely we have a good amount of crowd if you can get them to come to your shows fantastic now you know uh, while searching online i came across this talk that you've done about uh, not being a nepali band but being a band from nepal yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i remember uh, yeah the storytellers yeah so yeah. Uh, can you help us with a cliff notes kind of a version of it a short version of it why did you say that so the thing is um i think that was like 2014 or something now i mean i mean i still stand for that the thing is we were trying to break out like we were the uh, there had never been a band from nepal that ever like toured outside of the country or like went abroad and like maybe a few bands that has that had done like one or two show off shows in india or like nothing but a band with a 
supporters or followers or fans or whatever you want to call them from anywhere else but your home country. So we wanted to not keep ourselves limited, you know, like there is a certain level. Like I said, we played that venue of 800, but I know now there is another venue that has capacity of 2000, but I know that's going to be big, too big for us because we just don't have the number of people. We already have like sort of like caught up, absorbed and like as much as we can in our country. And like the only place to move is to like grow, represent the country and like show the, not like, you know, I want to show you in a way, but like go out and expand and like show yourselves and show your skills and be a band more than just a Nepali band, but like be more like representing your country or like a band from Nepal. So it was actually pretty simple. It just means what it says. Like we just represent, we're not just limited to being a Nepali because like a lot of people were asking us, We've been doing all these commercial shows, even in that show. So I was in between these guys who are like legendary rock bands. So they've sold like hundreds of thousands of CDs and albums back in the days in Nepal. And they're like 20, 20, 20, 22 year old bands. Like they're written the biggest rock hits that every kid sings in a bar every night. So I'm the guy in between two of these guys. So I'm like, my story is very new. And, you know, that's, and people, everyone was asking, oh, you guys should do a Nepali song now. You guys should write a Nepali metal song. And we're like, eh, maybe not. Cause like, we're not just, it's, we will do it if you want to, if you feel like it, but like not because just someone thinks we should write it because it would make us more famous in our country. We want to like, we want to go outside. We want to expand. We want to see broaden our horizons and learn. So, yeah. Completely respect that. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about underside. Now, okay. you guys were supposed to have a very different 2020, right? Before the pandemic. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> Don't even remind me of that. <laughs> how are you guys dealing with it? And how's the lockdown been for the band as such? I think it has been horrible, to be honest. Like, I don't think it has been good for anyone. Um, but as a band, it has been really... It's As a musician, individual and a band, it's been really tough because like you were planning this big year, you were working on it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going through the same thing or even worse, but like for us, it was going to be our year, like our big year. We did almost like 85 shows last year and uh, 85 cities and we toured so much relentlessly and we were like, and um, <clears throat> we wrote, we did all the, we released two singles. We were supposed to be releasing the album like in March or something. March, April was like, we were supposed to do another video and release it. So, and then we were supposed to go to Japan and play all these festivals. We had like Asia planned out. We were, we had more shows coming up actually in China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Singapore. We were going to announce quite a few stuff. And then we were going to do a European festival run that we were like, we had like booked for like a couple of festivals and then do another, but man, I mean, everything went to hell, right? But I think for that band, like we haven't really met because I think because everyone's been on lockdown. So it's, I think it's been hard on everyone because like this was like sort of the beating heart of the band. The, the band was the main thing for everyone. We've all uh -huh. been so yeah. focused on it for the last, especially the last two years. And we've been waiting for this year the whole time. This was like the whole, the whole thing was just to build up to like a drop that was supposed to happen now. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, it is tough. So we haven't really, I think we just started meeting each other like after three months. We seriously haven't met anyone. 
who haven't talked much and we're just like working on metal for Nepal and like trying to unwrap, like get away from yourself and not make yourself the center of the universe. Cause you know, everything's, everyone's going through the problem. So the more you think about it, the more do you dwell in it? So I think yeah. now we have completely changed our priorities as a band and gone into this whole metal for Nepal mode. And like, we're like, this is bigger than us. We want to help these people. We can always finish the album. I'm like, right. What else can you do? Exactly. But mad respect for you guys for doing all of that. Yeah. So, you know, I must say that, you know, Underside is doing a lot to put Nepal on the world map, right? I mean, you've got uh, so many things happening, including, you know, Silence Festival. And, you know, as somebody who's from India, I get very jealous when I see (laughs) how, you know, Silence Festival is going from like strength to strength. I mean, you guys have had bands like Behemoth sick yeah and more recently you know cancer bats and testament but yeah again break it down for us because you know animation i've been around for a while what's it like putting together a metal festival in nepal it is i think it is uh similar to india but like we just got to go through a lot of bullshit here more uh more political because now it's a communist government and as well and um it is a lot of work because we play the festival and we promote it ourselves and we put it on ourselves. You need to find the sponsors. So we have like, uh, so we have a small team. Flower, our manager lives in the UK and he, he discusses the headliners with us. He gives us the options and we do the booking. And then we have our friends, like a couple of friends here, the whole team here who look after all the ground stuff. I do all the, me and the band, we do all the promotions and things. And yeah, and you have to, you know, it's like the tiny shit that you got to work out. You try to make it more like, um, I think every year you try to make it more like the festival that you've been to last year, you know, like how it is outside like in a, in a, in a country in Europe or something, but like, oh, yeah. but every year you learn that that's not, that's not it at all. That's, that's never going to happen. <laughs> like we live in different places. I think we've slowly come to terms with that and started using that in our advantages. Like I think try to create a, a certain beauty out of that chaos. So, you know, you know, we do, we, so we just work, best with what we have and we show the bands how the things are done they're all amazed like dude this is like fucking from back to the future kind of time <laughs> shit you know and we take them and show them all the crazy shit this dude just look at that cable how fucking unsafe is that so like testament's guitar guitar is peter so he's like wireless just like blew up on stage like right before Holy sound shit. it was like oh fuck and he's like that thing costs around four thousand dollars we're like sorry man and I'm like welcome to Nepal you know what I mean <laughs> so <laughs> and you have they're like sound shaking they're like two dudes on top of the stage just like bang 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 and I hitting the lights and shit I'm like and then they're like taking pictures I'm you know I mean I think it depends upon the bands that they come how openly they you come to this place you know yeah I think Test- yeah. Testament they came true, with true. a really really open mind and like Alex always wanted to take photographs and, and Chuck wanted to smoke the, all the hashes first meeting like all right guys all the fucking hash you want welcome to Nepal you know welcome to the country of grass and purple so so yeah I think it depends on the bands like when Nergal was here he was like really studying these views like he wanted to visit all the temples so I was taking around around all the temples and showing him everything because you know he's into the whole like he's Nergal, right? So we don't have to say anything more. <laughs> so yeah, I think it depends on the band. If you come with a, 
if you come with a closed vision, like expecting a, expecting a, uh, a European festival, you're not going to get that. But if you come with like whatever, whatever the fuck comes, it's going to be awesome. And that's the same thing for us as a team. You know, you, we have yeah. to deal with the cops. We have to be like, sir, 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 15 minutes more, sir, please let us pay for 15 minutes more. You have to do that shit. And like, you have to bribe this motherfucker. You have to like beg to someone. And then like, you have to ask the sound guy for the same shit for like 20 times or the light guy for the same, you know, like, <laughs> That's where we are from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, how it yeah. is. Completely. You just gotta, but, but, rather than, but, I'd rather do all that shit and have a festival than not do it and be like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I you think that's, I mean. what, oh, that's yeah. what really matters. Yeah. We, we've, we've gone through and we've lived through the same shit. And it really helps, yeah, you know, sure. that both for Nepal and for India, I think one draw which will continue to remain a draw for a long time is the fact for all these international bands, hey, we're still exotic. Yeah, 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 we're, we're <laughs> fucking exotic, baby. Like, welcome to Shangri-La, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's where you are. But, yeah, but I must give a shout out here to you guys. Both uh, Kaushal and Abbas from Godless, uh, they told oh, yeah. me that they had a great time. So oh, yeah. I was like, man, yeah, next yeah, time, yeah, yeah. got to make really the trip cool, somehow. Cool, oh, yeah, we, we, we drank. Those guys are fucking cool, man. They're real, we're, I'm really good friends <laughs> with those guys. And they're fucking amazing yeah, dudes. And yeah. Great, great culture. He's a fucking brilliant singer and a great band, man. Those guys are so tight. I think they are the tightest metal band right now too, for me in the Indian scene. I think Godless or Gutslip, like both of them, I've seen them live and they're like fucking precisely so tight. So, you know, uh, what at this point I must ask you also, I mean, since you talked all about, uh, you know, being in the band and stuff like that. I mean, doing the festival, right? What has being yep. in underside uh, and doing all that you do kind of taught you? I think at the end of the day, it has uh, taught me to take life as it is. I mean, like be humble, you know, there are, you can't accept, expect everything to revolve around you. Drugs don't make you happy all for a long time. <laughs> And uh, I'm mean, like, yeah, music is music in the end. And you shouldn't have too much expectations that something that you love starts to hurt you. And I think it's a life journey, you know, like that. It's, it's a journey and you just keep on evolving as a human being. And you learn how to deal with the person next to you. Like you, 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 you don't even spend so much time with a girlfriend that the amount of time you've spent with a guitarist or even with your parents. Like you literally live together for like months. So last last year we toured for like, like almost five months. So that's wow. like, and uh, so yeah, that's that's what you what you learn. Like you, I think at the end of it all, you just learn to be a to try and be a better human being. You know, uh, I remember watching you guys at Big Six Nine, Big Sixty Nine in Bombay way back in 2015. You guys made us all sit down and then <laughs> raising all our middle fingers in the air. I, I, I remember yeah. that and I thought that was pretty cool. Do you remember that? I do. I totally do. I completely <laughs> do. I remember Big Six Nine so well. Dude, I was like, it was one of the best shows of India we did. And I think the only thing that beat that one was the NH7 show we did recently but <laughs> Big 69 was a huge party man it was just a huge party did you guys get to hang out with Sikh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I did like so I was hanging out with them all night we got so drunk and then like it was the day before the show actually oh okay and like right. so Mikey everyone left and it was just me and Mikey so my band members 
left me and the, their band members left him. So it was just two of us like fucking drunk as fuck. And we were just like talking and like, Monkey's like, Kissy, dude, you got to come tomorrow and sing a song. I'm like, okay. And, and tomorrow, the next day, I I showed up. My band members were pissed at fuck. Like, dude, wake up. We got to go to a sound check. We're already late. So yeah, I ended up so hungover. And I see sick this sound checking on the other side. And I see there's no Mikey. Mikey didn't even come for the sound check. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he forgot. So I'm just like inside the barricade watching the show after our set, which was amazing. And he just showed like, so I want to call up my friend to sing a song with me i was like oh no fucking this is not happening because i love sick those two albums are so influential to me yeah and i i got up and i just like played a song with them and it was it was a huge moment for me yeah. i had such a, I, I had a blast those guys are really cool and justin yeah. makes our last album uh so we're, we're really in good good terms with all the guys from sick they, they don't know how good they are you know <laughs> like they, they started this whole shit like yeah, so yeah. many tangent and all this i think like yeah. there is a lot of a lot of credit for what happened they came out too early <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah that's the best way to summarize sick yeah. yeah but you know you've talked like just briefly about all that you have achieved so far right i mean you guys played big 69 you all played n87 last year and stuff yeah we did do download that was a big one last year yeah, yeah. that was download. a huge one yeah yeah, yeah that so, was a huge one now now with all of this right uh, what's next really what's your ambition for undecide i mean what's next on the cards for the band to be honest what's next was everything that we had planned out right now it was to uh, uh, to be very simple it was like uh, to uh, bring the album out have more videos and like we have been gaining more followers from the countries from like europe or like any other parts of the world and it was just to do a tour with a bigger band do festival runs and then probably end of the year or early next year do like a small club tour by a by our own headline tour or something like that it was supposed to if everything went according to the plan that was it was actually very simple just to like build yourself off keep 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 working on it tour with someone do the festivals make more fans release more music and then go on your own little club tour like and hopefully like sell sell a few good amount of tickets in some cities that we have done two or three times like london or berlin or whatever else like go to scotland or glasgow or you know these places that we've been and or like that it would be really nice yeah, that that's that's point. awesome. But I think, but I, I don't see that happening anytime <laughs> soon now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, we can be hopeful. So let's uh, switch things up a bit, right? I mean, we've been talking about a lot of things. You know, metal okay. is found everywhere, but there's so much music being released, right? It's kind of a challenge to keep up with. So this point, we're going to make you be the DJ for us for a bit. Could you point us out to a few bands and songs from Nepal that, you know, all the Horns Up listeners and everyone else needs to hear, starting off with your band, Underside? Uh, I guess it would be Wild, the last release. That That's the last. I mean, you always love your latest release, right? <laughs> <laughs> Either Godimai or Wild. Uh, Godimai has more of the ambience and it is it has more of a chorus but like wild is wild that's more like punk rock banger thrash metal kind of shit so i think that would be the one 
any any one of those two you guys decide like one's for animation one's for peter so <laughs> so yeah. i i know which one i pick <laughs> which one are you picking peter <laughs> yeah yeah and please, peter just, you tell me i i just realized how to say it cuz i said it completely wrong it's gadimai right yeah gadimai gadimai <laughs> i've been saying it yeah. wrong all this time <laughs> so are you going with gadimai yeah i'd like i'd like that i like that one man Okay, cool. All so right. let's do this. Let's play Gadi Mai first, and then play Wild. Back Done. to back. <laughs> okay. And, right. and this is awesome. and this is a note for all you listeners out there. Yes, we are playing you the audio because this is an audio only podcast. But you guys have to go and check out those music videos on YouTube or wherever yeah. you can find them because those music videos are by far one of the most well produced videos that is coming from this side of the world. Yeah. Super Thank you. Stuff. You know, some yeah. the, the team they worked really hard on it. So here's Wild and Garimai.
so Ugrokorim is like they're like the founding fathers uh, they're like they released a fucking death metal record when I was in like seventh grade and that was like it was, <laughs> it was like a fucking brutal album cover with a guy cut out with his heart in his head with like a headless guy you know like so it's like they're like into like that serious death metal shit like and so I was a kid so these guys and it's then they're really good Then there is this new band called Strangle. They're not that new, but like to me, they're new. They're uh, more from the hardcore scene.
you got to check them out neck deep in filth yeah Fucking shout out. out to them man yeah, yeah. yeah. I, lo- i love those guys yeah those guys are really cool dudes as well as make good music flags are bits of colored cloth that governments use first to shrink wrap people's brains and then as ceremonial shrouds to bury the dead You had to check out these this band called Chaka Chuck from these uh new guys that we've been taking them on tour or uh from our, in in our Nepal tour we took them with us for our opening and yeah, they're fucking energy and full of they're more like rage against the machine with a little bit of fever 33 with like you know rap and all political shit but it's really cool it's really good <laughs>
check out albatross they're more like grunge alternative i love that band beautiful melodic and their new album from influences from deftones to a perfect circle to everything so yeah have you heard of albatross from bombay india i actually have we actually (laughs) show together yeah we we we, i think we play play we play it in i think it's big Big six nine big six nine yeah yeah Yeah. 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 the same stage i think also (laughs) yeah 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 the 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 Red Bull bus, the tour yeah, bus, yeah. yeah, tour bus. Ha! 
Yeah, and there's this band called Disorder. They're like a total complete thrash metal band, like like old school Slayer and more Exodus kind of shit. They're really good.
Terror is this band. Uh, it's uh, they're like full on gore, and you know what I mean. Like they're the, they're the, they're all from the hardcore scene. These bands are fucking awesome, so you can check them out. Thank you so yeah. much for sparing some time for bringing us into a world of metal from Nepal. And oh, once again, you. mad respect for all you for all that you guys are doing uh, with Metal for Nepal. Uh, what's the site or what's the social media handles, etc., that people can find all of this at? Okay, for Metal for Nepal, uh, you can go to our website www.metalfornepal.org, and you can donate. You can buy the stuff in auctions. You can buy the merch. You can like join a monthly donation thing, like a small amount for every month, or you can just you know buy the buy the paintings and or you can support in any way. And, and uh, for our social media handles, it's the same thing: Metal for Nepal, the Metal for Nepal org for Instagram and Metal for Nepal for Facebook. So you can spread the word, spread the post, and like show the love. Anything you want to do and. Thank you so much. If you've already done it, you can do it again. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Man. Awesome. Okay. And what about Underside? How do people find more Underside if they want to find more Underside? Yeah. Uh, Underside Nepal on YouTube, Spotify, and all the major streaming platforms. Underside, on, Underside Nepal on Instagram, on Facebook, UndersideNepal.com, the website. Yeah. Pretty much, it's very simple. Like on the site, I think it will be it's easier to find than. But you can go and check out our new releases. We were supposed to do the album, but we already have it. We're still working on it. We're gonna make it better, add more songs, and hopefully, all this time of waiting will be worth it. 
and we will come it back will be, stronger. Man. It will. Yeah, be. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll all come out stronger from this, hopefully. Yeah. And then we'll get you back on the podcast. Okay. Once again, thank you so much, Abhishek. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Animesh and Peter, man. It's been really, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. That was probably one of the best interviews and segments we've put together here on Hans Up, right, Peter? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I've heard over the years about Silence Festival and things like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've come across or uh, crossed paths with uh, Underside at the big 69 festival, but uh, this was a completely different uh, chat and uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, it's good to hear, you know, about all the things that they're doing and uh, full power to Underside, man. I can't wait to see what they have up their sleeves now. Huge shout out and thanks to Abhishek once again. Do visit metalfornepal.org. That's metalfornepal.org. And even if you can't contribute, help spread the word. And if you'd like to chat with us, we're at hauntsuppod.com. Tweet us or fleet us at uh, hauntsuppod. I'm at Asmo Annie. I'm at Trend Crusher. This is Hauntsup. Hauntsup, guys.